This Now We're Here podcast, episode 48. I'm Eric. First, follow me on Instagram and threads. Now We're, uh, now we're Here podcast. Follow, like, comment, share, and also find, follow, list me on almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I'm by myself today, and I'm going to do a sports update. I haven't done that in quite a long time, but that's what we're going to do today. So first, Bulls update as usual. The All-Star game weekend is right now, so they get a week off, which is nice. I'm actually taking some time off using that time to take some time away from not wearing my bulls gear all the time it's kind of refreshing and it actually is less stressful uh you know not wearing it all the time as a daily reminder how bad they might be doing so right now they're fourth in the division ninth in the playoffs if it were to start today so which which is a play-in situation they are 26 and 29 record uh, last game was a loss to cleveland by three kobe shot the game a potential game tying shot and missed it. I don't like the loss, but I am glad that he got the shot after several games of not getting it after DeMar and Billy both said that they trust him in taking it. So it's a little give and take there. Wish they had won, yes, but I'm glad that he took the shot. So he actually has a chance. Like you say you're going to trust your, you know, your team, then uh, trust them. Let them do it. He's in that situation. He earned it. Let him have it. So, gosh, you know what? I wrote a ton of notes the other day about all this, and I had to stop, and I caught up with more notes, so I'm kind of just trying to read my writing. I have really bad handwriting. Okay. Acme, uh, Arturis Karnasovas, and Mark Eversley, and the coach need to think about what they want to be after the break, and uh, and with the break having no all-star, uh, no representatives anywhere in the activities of the week, except for Adamo Sonogo. So no, guy, I said that wrong. I don't know, uh, which is cool. But overall, we're not at the all-star game. It gives the guys, the whole team, a nice break from everything, I suppose. Uh, with the current team, happy with Kobe. Io's been doing well. Tomorrow, Demar is Demar. And the Vooch drum experiment isn't terrible. It does have its kinks once in a while. But overall, it's something that I think they should have done. Uh, excuse me. A little longer. A uh, little they should have done it before uh, long ago. And it's, I, I don't know what they're doing. What does Mark Eversley, uh, Eversley actually do? Because I know usually with other teams, they go to the GM. The GM's the problem. The GM needs to do this and that. And here are Chicago Bulls fans. I don't know why, but we're always, what is AK doing? What is he doing? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? I get it. He is above Mark, but what? If we're so concerned about what AK is doing, which I, I get it, we, I mean, we need to see what's coming from the Rhines, from Jerry up top uh, on down to him and what he gives to Mark. But what does Mark actually do? I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, you're listening to this, please answer that question for me. Or if anyone, any other NBA fans or sports fans, what does the GM actually do in this case since everyone's so obsessed with what AK is actually doing? And then after the All-Star game finishes uh, here after this weekend, looks like they have Boston, New Orleans, Detroit, and Cleveland. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, we're losing the teams we should beat, and we're beating the teams that we probably should lose to. I mean, with the 26-29 record, it's kind of, you know, we're so close to 500. Every time we get a little step closer, might get one or two wins, be right there, and then we'll get two losses and we'll be dragged back down. But anyway, Super Bowl. Uh, didn't really care who really won. Just wanted to have a good game, honestly. Uh, Taylor was on screen. I, I mean, Taylor Swift, obviously. Kevin, I mean, geez, um, 
Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. She, it, it seemed like she was on the screen a lot. Someone broke it down. She was actually up there 12 times total for a total of 54 seconds. But when you're cutting away to her more than actual, some actual, her actual boyfriend that's playing on the field, I mean, it does seem like it's a lot longer than that. I mean, 12 times total isn't bad over what, like a four hour ordeal between the start and the absolute start and the absolute finish with, super, with the halftime and everything. But it did seem to me like it showed quite a bit of her, like more than I would have appreciated. I mean, you can't forget all these other celebrities are there, and I get it, her boyfriend's a player, but let's actually show the players sometime. And, um, and, and I think that was all for showing Taylor Swift all for ratings for the Swifties. All the girls are fans of Taylor Swift, more for her, less the game to see what she's doing. I think that's really for them. And then obviously TV, marketing and all that, they, they know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Uh, and NFL Hall, of, yeah, NFL Hall of Fame happened. Uh, Antonio Gates, if you're a Chargers fan, if you're an overall football fan, NFL football fan, you would know who he is. Antonio Gates, I think he was snubbed for his, he, it was his first time on the ballot. I really think he should have been on there. Uh, eight-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro selection, four with the first team, second, uh, uh, twice with the second team. He's a 2000s all-decade team, San Diego Charger 50th anniversary team, Charger Hall of Fame, Charger most career receptions, recep receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. I don't know why he didn't make the first, like people didn't uh, you know, vote him in for that. However, it's kind of historic, historic with San Diego sports. They're not known for kicking ass year after year after year after year. So he does, you know, it does get overlooked a lot. So he... If he doesn't make it next time, I'd be really, really surprised. And if he doesn't, I won't be as surprised. But then again, he, he'll, he'll, he'll get it. He'll get his jacket, 100%. Uh, as for the Chargers themselves, oh, my history with the Chargers, huge fan when they're in San Diego, obviously. So when they went to L.A., it was, it was heartbreaking, the stupid uh, Spanos family. I mean, if you're not too familiar with the San Diego Chargers, uh, they were at Qualcomm Stadium, formerly years ago, Jack Murphy Stadium, then Qualcomm Stadium. Uh, it's old, run down. It no longer exists. What, uh, what, uh, where it used to be now stands Snapdragon Stadium, which is awesome. So they went through this whole citywide ballot asking to take funds from the city to build the new stadium. And ultimately, obviously, they left. They're the LA Chargers now. Ultimately, they, they wanted to go. Instead of saying, hey, guys, we're leaving, they did this whole thing with the ballots and measures and public opinion and seeing like what they could do. There were studies on if they can go up to Oceanside, if they go down to, I think, Chula Vista, all this stuff. They said they cannot take down the stadium as where it stands in Mission Valley, San Diego, because of all the sewage underneath and all this stuff, all this stupid shit that, like, oh, it would cost so much to get rid of it. Okay, Snapdragon Stadium's there now. It's awesome. It's perfect. They're going to continue to build on there. And really, like I said, all because the Spanos really just wanted to leave. Quit fucking with everyone's time, money, and emotions. If you want to leave, then get the fuck out of here. Be honest with us. So, I forgot where I was going. Anyway, they're the LA Chargers now. So, at, when, they, when they moved, I know a ton of people that obviously had to stop being a season ticket member because they're not going to drive up to L.A. every weekend for a football game or every other weekend. And it's just 
heartbreaking to know that ownership did that. A lot of people started like burning jerseys and stuff. And a lot of the players at the time were like, why are you burning my jersey? I did not want to move. I didn't do this. I had nothing to do with this. I'm just a player. But which I get. I didn't burn any jerseys by like, don't put me in that crowd. That 100% was not me. So I did take some time off from the Chargers after that first season they left. And, you know, I still kept an eye on them because, I mean, repped them for so many years up to that point. Watched every game I could. I had gone to playoff. Did I? Yeah, I think I went to a playoff game. I went to home openers, regular season games, playoff games. I was on top of it for so long. So it's not 100% out of my, um, you know, my weekly uh, checking up on in sports or anything or followings, I, I suppose. But looking ahead for the Chargers, they're getting new head coach, Jim Harbaugh, who obviously has a huge resume. NFL-wise, he was a coach for the 49ers years ago. He was the coach of the year in 2011 with the Niners. And, of course, he just won the National Football Championship with Michigan. And he's done a lot of good stuff in football and everything. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know other movement the Chargers have done over in, this, in the offseason or anything. I mean, you do have to improve after last year's crap, what is it, 5-12 record last season. Some of those games were classic Chargers losses. And I don't know about other teams in NFL, but for San Diego slash LA, the San Diego Chargers fans, we are very familiar with the Chargers kicking ass, rocking it, being up in the fourth quarter, and then quickly losing it within the last three minutes or less. It's just classic Charger fashion. So we have a great squad. We On paper, we have a lot of great players, offense, defense, at, uh, both sides of the field. Now we have a new coach. Hopefully that everything changes and those classic Chargers losses will become classic Chargers wins of some sort, if that makes sense. So looking at a couple of other sports, Padres spent a lot of money last season. They lost Juan Soto to New York. New York's really happy about that, pairing up Soto with Judge as hitting dynamic duos. We won't re-sign free agent Blake Snell, who is our... Um, ah, crap, it's going to be in the Austin notes. We're a really good pitcher. He won the really good pitcher award. Uh, he's still unsigned, which I'm really surprised. He was great for us as the Padre. A lot of iffiness when he first got there, but overall, obviously, he won the Golden Glove Award, I think. Ah, damn it. Yeah, he, he won the award, a good pitcher award. So still, on paper, Padres should win. I mean, they have Xander Bogart, who recently moved to second base, so Ha-Sun Kim, yeah, Kim can be the shortstop. And, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. Someone at work the other day said that Padres are set up to maybe make the playoffs, maybe make wild card, but probably not. Hopefully that's wrong. Well, I don't know where they got that from. Very reliable source, that person. They probably got it for another reliable source, which is whatever big sports, um, you name it, channel or station or article. But hopefully they're wrong and we actually do a better job. As long as we can beat the Dodgers. I feel like if we could overall shitty season, which is typical Padres, but sweep the Dodgers in each series, that would be great. Or even just not sweep them each series, but just have a series sweep of, you know, win every series with them. I think that would still kind of be a win. That would be great. Fuck the Dodgers. Beat LA. With uh Uh, Moving on to some of the college sports I follow, 
or college teams and universities. Louisville women's basketball, 21-5, looking good. Hopefully they can make it back to the Final Four and uh, go, you know, go deep into the uh, March Madness later this next month, I guess, soon. Louisville men's, they're doing better than last year. Last year they were 4-28, and 28, terrible. Right now they're twice as better. They have 8-18. Eight and 18. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, technically they're, they've won more than last year, so they could be twice as better than last year's team. 8-18, and 18, that really sucks. They're not doing very good. San Diego State men's, doing really good. Currently second in the Mountain West. Uh, doing a little better than another university in the Mountain West, Colorado State University. Have you ever heard of them? I don't know. But they're 20-6, and six, fifth in the Mountain West. But what's interesting about the Mountain West is the top six are within one to two games of completely changing their ranks. So at any point, CSU, San Diego State, I think Utah State, Nevada, I forget who else is in the top six, they're just one or two games away. If they drop two games, then they can bump down from first to six. If they are number six, they win two games and everything, all the magic happens in between, they could be one or two. So that's pretty cool. That's something to look at because that'll, of course, affect stuff later for like the uh, Mountain West division title and stuff later. San Diego State women, I'm kind of keeping an eye on that recently just because one of my friends, his daughter is committed to San Diego State. She's a senior here locally, um, girls basketball. She's super good. She's going to go to San Diego State, so I'm going to try to keep an eye on that. Currently 17 and 10. Th that's a good winning record. Um, not sure if they'll do much in the playoffs. San Diego State women's isn't really known to go deep into the um, tournament. So for what else do I have? Soccer, San Diego Wave look good. They'll be dominant again. I have no issues with that. They did trade off a midfielder, Taylor Corniak. Taylor Corniak. They traded her to Racing Louisville, which is another team that I follow because of Louisville. Um, so they did trade away a key player, which is great for Racing Louisville. I forgot who San Diego Wave picked up in the meantime. And the trade wasn't a person, a player for player trade. It was actually they traded her for money, which I guess will be used later for other contracts, I suppose. I don't know how I feel about if I was a player getting traded, not saying, I mean, there, there are obviously trades, for, you know, a big player for a bunch of draft picks or player for other players and draft picks or players and money or draft picks and money, but just money, I don't know, something about that feels like you just literally sold me. And I, ah. I don't like that. Something about that just, just doesn't feel right. I know it's sports. I know it's part of the business. People get traded, move around all the time. But yeah, I mean, first off, she was a key player in last year's team. Or since the way, since she's been with the Wave, she's been a key player. And then to just straight up literally be sold to another team. I don't know. I don't know how soccer works with moving players around. I thought it was similar to the other sports, which don't happen that often with just selling them like that. I don't know. Blue City, Louisville City, they look good and they'll be fine. I'm not too concerned about them. Um, so with other soccer stuff, San Diego Loyal, if you've been following me for a while, you know I was a huge fan. I actually had season tickets for two seasons, and it was awesome. Love going to the games, love taking my son, love going as a family, love going to there to meet friends, love listening to their podcasts, going to the games, all that. So at the end of this last season, they disbanded. The owner had a huge video. And I'm kind of confused because it was talking about they're going to end because their inability to secure a their own stadium. They've searched up and down the coast throughout the county and they could not get their own stadium, which 
for me, I'm kind of thinking about they were at University of San Diego's Torero Stadium, USD's Torero Stadium. They were there for a couple of years, and I don't know why they couldn't continue that contract. Nothing's been told or at least known, publicly known. If it is, I'm not paying attention about why they couldn't just continue that contract. It seemed pretty good. It worked well with all parties involved, fans alike. It seemed to me on the consumer side, the fan side of that. I wonder, and purely speculative, that I wonder if when San Diego FC came in, which is the San Diego Football Club, uh, the MLS team, that the brand new MLS team to the league, if they came in and told Torero, like, hey, you need to cut this. We can't have them here. Like, be gone with your contract with them and everyone else along the coast or wherever the areas they were saying it's like well you're not generating enough money we can't do something like that which mm, kind of call bullshit on that but nonetheless loyal are gone really sad it really upset me that they were gone and i feel it really was at the hands of mls i don't th i think if mls wasn't coming in this next year actually then the loyal would still be around um i i really think that but anyway, MLS, the Loyal's done. They're out. They're gone. I'm sad. I'm getting better. I do love their gear. I, there's tons of stuff that I think they did absolutely right. And a lot of stuff that I think the FC did wrong um, in their transition of becoming what they currently are. So with a lot of soccer clubs, they and I don't know about other sports, baseball, basketball, football, if they have these diehard section fans. I mean, they do have those, but for the loyal, they had San Diego locals. Oh, god dang it. I'm going to have to look that up again. The fiends. I, I mean, some of them are called the loyal fiends, I think. Well, they had this uh, huge supporter group. And at first, I think there was a lot of they amongst themselves. I'm not a part of it, but I watch them and stuff, follow them, say hi to them when I see them at the games. I think they were like mixed up on whether they should support the new team since they were 100% loyal and all, all that stuff. So they end up later drafting a letter saying, yes, even though San Diego FC fucked up in these and those ways, which they did, uh, they are going to support local soccer and continue to support the new team, which I, I mean, I even though they, they're more diehard than I am, they're at their games they're beating the drums, they're at every event, they're doing all that stuff. So I pretty much had to come to a realization like, hey, it's still soccer. It's, I'm going to try to take my son to these games. What built, I don't want to say build a relationship with my son, but which uh, something that was great for me and my son to do were to go to these games. Even though it's no longer loyal, it'll still be soccer. I don't think he cares as much as I do about the politics of it. He's eight. He doesn't care, give a shit about that. Uh, he just wants to be at the games doing fun things, watching high level of soccer. So I guess kind of with that and just the fact that I just need to fucking get over it, uh, I decided to, yes, I will, you know, still bite my tongue in some parts how they did clearly fuck up in some areas, but support the new team. I know if you go back to my past episodes talking about sports in the last six months, I think I talked a lot of shit about them. I, I'm not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong at all those bits, unless someone who has out like inside information tells me anything different. I know I'm not wrong in a lot of that stuff. But I am going to go and support the team. I think I put on my Instagram a couple weeks ago. 
how I conceded to it and I showed a picture of the FC shirt. Yes, I've actually conceded. I will support them, probably not in the way, in the manner I did as with the Loyal. First off, MLS tickets are fucking expensive. So as for being a ticket member like I was with Loyal, probably not going to happen. If it is, it's going to be nosebleeds, which is still going to be fun. Snapdragon's a dope stadium. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. So we'll, I'll, God damn it. I'm, I'm going to support them. My, uh, bu- that picture I took, one of my buddies picked up a shirt and patch for me from the, okay, well, first let me back it up. This is something not on my notes. With FC, they have this logo of a ball with a bunch of lines on it. It's supposed to be 18 lines for the 18 cities in the county. I don't count 18 lines in that. I think it kind of looks, it looks okay. The colors on the crest are really stupid to me. That doesn't make sense to San Diego. The shield, Loyal did better on that, 100%. God damn it, I'm going back to that. We're, oh, I'm supporting them. Yes, good, good stuff. Positive thinking right now. So they have this gigantic chrome ball with all the city's names on it in the county. So right now they're doing the chrome ball tour, San Diego FC chrome ball tour. So they're going to each of these cities and hosting like a festival with um, one-on-one, three-on-three, or one-on-one, four-on-four, five-on-five, I think for adults, seven-on-seven or nine-on-nine, I don't know. Uh, Tournaments and stuff, they have live, or they have a live DJ, they have food trucks, they have all these games. It's a fun-filled activity thing. So a couple weeks ago, actually, let me back up before that. I went to one of my son's trainings. One of his coaches was wearing a San Diego FC hat. And I'm like, if you know me, I'm a fucking sucker for hats. I saw it. I'm like, God dang it. That's a dope hat. I, ah, shit, I have to get that. So I got it. At the same time, they started off this tour in Oceanside. You know I love Oceanside. Someone picked me up the shirt and the patch. I'm not a big patch guy. But the shirt was dope. It has Charlie on there. I think I talked about that on an episode or so ago. I'm like, gosh, dang it. That's that's cool. After that, they went to Escondido. I couldn't go to the one in Oceanside. I couldn't go to the one in Escondido. There's always something going on with the kids. Escondido one, the patch is kind of cool, I guess. I don't know much behind it. Uh, They just came to Poway. I was able to get my uh, son into the Poway for a four-on-four tournament, got there extra early. I actually talked to someone when I bought the hat at their store in Mission Valley a couple weeks ago. He said, yep, all the shirts have been selling out in the first couple hours, like two hours. You should probably come early. I'm like, that's a great idea. I know where this park is, where they're going to play. Parking's going to suck. Traffic's going to suck because this brings people countywide. It's going to, all that's going to be tight. Not, not a good thing. We get there early. We go in grab a shirt, grab the patch, wait, my son plays a three-on-three. Oh, first let me back it up because I got a problem with that. But with the, when they released the design for the one in Poway, it was a kitty bunny. I don't really get that because Poway is like a cowboy area, they want to say. So they made a kitty bunny design with wearing a cowboy costume, I guess. So I didn't know anything about this. I sent it to a group saying, what the fuck is this? And I was about to like shoot some comments on the San Diego FC page when they announced it. And there wasn't anyone with the same mindset I had saying, what the fuck is this? A lot of people were like, that's dope. I love it. I can't. I, it's awesome. I look at the artist and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This guy's from New York. Why is he on this? 
I dig deeper. I dig deeper. I find his LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I can research some shit. I find his LinkedIn. He does have a tie to San Diego County. And I'm like, okay, it's somewhat local. San Diego County means you can be from anywhere in the county. Why is it? Why is he representing something like this for Poway? And I did find they later released a video saying he is from Poway. He's talking about his his uh, young uh, when he was growing up in the area and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say shit because that makes sense. So went to the fan fest, actually met the guy and actually it, it just slipped out. I'm like, it's a pretty cool thing. Honestly, at, when I first saw it, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. But once you re once they released the video talking about how you're from the area and you grew up here, that's actually pretty cool. And he was like, first caught off guard when I said, I didn't get it. But then I had to smooth that shit out because it's the guy who, you know, did it. Really cool guy. Really nice. Uh, talked to him for a moment and everything. He was really cool down to earth. But yeah, he's from the area, from that area. And I, I get it now. It's a little different, but I, I get it. Anyway, so back up to the uh, four and four tournament. So uh, we're able to sign up. It was a first come, first serve basis. So you kind of know with that, you're going to get mixed up with people you may not have, you know, played with before. Uh, we were lucky to play with one of his current teammates, which is good. Uh, however, there are four, four teams in his group. Three, we know a couple players from each of the other two teams, which count for the three teams. That fourth team didn't recognize that. It's the only team online. We couldn't see who the players were. Apparently, they're a team, a, a fucking ringer team, honestly. They were... They've been together for a long time. They've played together a long time. It just really irks me. So the first come, first serve didn't realize, hey, instead of just putting all these kids together and to kind of do more of the fair thing, instead of doing that, they didn't say, hey, let's... Okay, this makes me sound bad. Uh, let me start over. So we they knew this ringer team's coming in. They knew these kids were going to play together, been together, they know how to do stuff with each other. But instead of us saying, you know what, fucking let's fight fire with fire, they decided to just mix up all these other kids. That's not the way I would have done it. And that's not the way I think we should have done it. And I, that's not the way, according to all the parents I've talked to, was that we should not have done it. Because they ran through the competition. And for what my son and his team did wasn't bad. But right from the jump, you're like, this is fucked up right from the very start. It's like, this is not going to be good. If there were four teams on the same level of being completely mixed up, meeting your teammates five minutes prior to the game, then it would have been a better competition. But to bring a fucking ringer in team, ringer team in irks me a little bit. I would not be proud as a coach, honestly, to be like, hey, we just won this. I honestly would not be proud as a coach saying, hey, look at us. We just won this tournament. Well, yeah, you just played a bunch of kids who just met, literally just met. And you guys are a running team constantly playing together. That that type of shit I don't find as real equal sportsmanship. I, and I get it. What And I, you might say like, oh, you're crying because you lost. I'm not crying because we lost. I'm crying because we lost in the manner which we did, which was more unfair because of the logistics of allowing a ringer team in that plays together versus a bunch of people who just met. It's the principle of it. And if you know me, I do a lot by the principle. I'm also a Capricorn. I don't know if that means anything, but I'm fucking right. So that's my soapbox about the FC thing. Overall, the tournament was great. The food trucks were cool. I knew a lot of most of the people there. 
it was a good time. The kids had fun after they literally cried after losing. They were actually having a good time. But I mean, that's really my sports update. Kind of talked a little bit about everything. I haven't, uh, you know, something I haven't done in a long time. I did have some surveys out. Ah, crap. I almost forgot. So I put on the Instagram before Instagram stories before I, you know, recorded everything. A couple things for this episode. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I forgot about that. So the first one I asked, how about a sports update? A hundred percent. Thank you very much. Said yes. Yes, with an exclamation part. Uh, my next update was, or excuse my question, which sports, college, kids, college, and pro? And I kind of mixed it up. There's really the, that was the only one answer. 40% said kids, pro, and college. 40% said college, kids, and pro. And 20% said pro, college, and kids. I didn't really put in many, any real order. I mean, the question was, it's all, I just kind of mixed it up. I was just fucking around with that. How about us? Oh, already did that one. And just not the Lakers. Of course, forget them. So it was actually 50-50. 50% said no Lakers. 50% said yes, no Lakers. So I, I, I'll i talk about the Lakers. And if you're listening, you know why. So Lakers currently 20 and 26, fourth in their division, ninth in the Western Conference. They would still be ninth in the Eastern Conference if they were to place them, you know, copy and paste them over to the Eastern Conference, which is ninth where the Bulls are. Uh, for the season series between the two, they split at 50-50. And their best player is... D'Angelo Russell. So that's my, uh, that's the Lakers. Sorry for disappointing the 50 plus 50, the 100% of people who said no Lakers, but I am going to uh, make that one person happy. That's your Lakers thing. I think D'Angelo Russell is the best player. LeBron is getting up there. I mean, he is, but whatever. And AD needs to stop being injured all the time. He'd be much greater player, greater player if he just simply stayed healthy. And Austin Reeves is pretty good, too, I guess. But really, that's all I have for now. If you have any suggestions... Oh, first, for the Instagram stories, thank you, each and every one of you to, who contributed, whether it's just simply pressing a button or se uh, sending me something, if it's a you know, answer this question kind of deal, uh, where you have to actually write it in. Thank you, everyone, for doing that. Sometimes it even creates the episodes or it helps you know what we build off of and... Uh, focus around for the episode so anytime i have those please take the second to just simply look at it read it press a button it takes you probably 10 15 seconds at most to do that so thank you very much for doing that also follow me on instagram now we're here podcast oh excuse me find follow and find yeah follow like comment share me on instagram and threads now we're here podcast i actually really like threads i think threads is really cool i never had twitter i wasn't a twitter person ever when it came out i really didn't care but for some reason threads came out and i'm like you know what let me jump in on this i really like the al uh, algor al algorithm so far um focused a lot on the basketball and podcast that's all i really want to focus on with that i don't want to get into uh, other stupid shit with all that. So I like those ones, which is cool. It keeps pushing podcasts. And I've been actually listening to more podcasts and being connected with more uh, podcasters because of threads more than I did with Instagram. Instagram really opened the door for it, I think. But the uh, threads also opened it even further, which is really, really cool to me. So with that, there's a couple of stuff I've listened to uh, recently. Also, if you check out the story, you'll kind of be updated with that. Dope Individuals Pod, super cool. Can't wait to hook up with you, Eric, if you're. Uh, listening to this episode 
uh, Creative Brew, another great one. That it. I don't know how to say his name. Um, and then that girl from Lanks, Lanks. I don't know how to say it. Just I'll post about it later. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, you'll actually find it under the was it story highlights under follow these. Any anytime I put something on my story, and it's something I recommend you follow, whether it's a brand, a musician writer uh, another podcast just go to there i just flip through them kind of see some of the stuff that i've uh, you know listened to and recommend and those are three i definitely recommend lately if anyone listen to the, listens to this and i haven't uh, you've reached out to me i've liked your post you've liked my post trust me you're on my to-do list of listening to your podcast i 100 percent do you are safe i just i mean i only have so many so much time in a day in a week and stuff but Anyone who I've ever said I'll listen to you, I will. I it's on my to do list, and that to do list is more realistic than my uh, Hulu, Netflix, and Prime list for sure. Trust me, I will get to you. And yeah, so for me though, find, follow, listen to me almost almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. But really, that's all I have for now. Uh, if you have other suggestions that you want me to, you know, topics you want me to go over, or if you even want to, you know talk with me on here i did try out that uh, phone call kind of uh program with eric devon last week or last week's episode at least and that's something that was pretty cool something i can you know try to do again i def i will do again i actually have these uh lapel mics that i want to try at some point where i can just easily go mobile without bringing you know my laptop and this mic and another mic and all that something i, I do want to try out and I think this year, looking ahead with the uh, with the podcast, I'm you know going to branch out more, talk to more people, bring them here to the house where I normally record with Eric and Diana, or even go to you, or even do the phone call, or I don't know. Let's see. We'll we'll find out. It's going to be a fun time th uh, this year with the podcast. But anyway, follow me on those things, list me on those things, and drink water and be nice. Bye. <laughs>